Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. And tonight, we welcome Lydia Hurst, whose new movie, Slayers, is premiering in theaters and video on demand this Friday, October 21st. Lydia, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. And before we get started, I want to congratulate both you and Chris on your beautiful newborn baby girl who's turning oh, like nine months, is it, at the end of this um, month? Almost, yeah. She's eight and a half months right now, so almost nine months. Almost yeah. nine months. And I got to ask you, having gone through that three times a while back on my own, are you getting more than the four-hour stretch of sleeps at night yet? Yes, actually, she's always been a pretty good sleeper. I got really lucky. Um, there have been the occasional nights where teething has only just started, so okay. she's a little more irritable a few nights. But um, yeah, for the most part, she goes almost from seven to seven. That is so awesome. I got to <laughs> tell you a story with our firstborn. Uh, we have three. Our firstborn, you know, we, we know nothing. They don't right. come. They don't come with a book. No, so, they just give you a baby and say good luck. It's harder to go home with a dog or a cat than exactly. it is after you give birth to a baby. They just send you home from the hospital and wish you luck. <laughs> exactly. So here we are at around the, my daughter is around four months old and the pediatrician told the solid foods usually start around six months. So we're like, mm -hmm. okay. But at four months old, she's like not she's still crying after she eats and after a week or so we're like you know what let's start her on solids and see what it does and that was it she was just yeah. hungry you know it so, happens so not every baby follows the same rule book at six months and i gotta say the name dimity what a beautiful name what Thank do you mind you. me asking what was the origins of that Yes. Well, I actually, I went to school with a girl named Dimity, who still is a very dear friend of mine. Um, we're incredibly close. And it was sort of one of the names I've always loved her name. And like I said, she's still such a near and dear friend of mine that when we were considering names, it was one of the ones that was kind of thrown into the basket of what we were narrowing the list down to be. And just the meaning behind the name was so important to us because dimity is actually the meaning it's one of the strongest thread weaves in the world mm -hmm. and it's a combination of two much weaker threads that come together combining this great strength so we just sort of loved the poetry behind that and us sort of coming together making you know our first baby so that's beautiful yeah, went out. <laughs> that's beautiful beautiful story congratulations again so Thank let's you. get into the movie slayers okay yeah. A very fun uh, comedic horror vampire story uh, into the satire side. Now, in your opinion, is the satire geared more towards the upper middle class or the social media influencer culture? I think it's definitely a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, I think we're sort of poking fun at everybody here. Um, there's the people who, in a sense, believe in all the conspiracies and are tracking down the vampires, and lo and behold, they're the ones who are right. And of course, we're poking fun at the, um, the social media influencers because it's fun. You know, we all got to play these crazy heightened versions of TikTokers and yeah. live streamers. And, you know, they all do their job and are amazing in their own right. I would not be able to do that all day, every day. But it was a lot of fun to play a character who was like that. And mm -hmm. so different from who I am, where her entire life is broadcast on social media 
media and Absolutely. live streams and it's all about the likes and subscribes exactly. um, <laughs> and me in real life i'm you know much more subdued and quite a bit more private and mm -hmm. reserved when it comes to my real life um and then of course we have Malin's character and her husband who they're just these great overlords and turns out they're vampires mm -hmm. and they've been around making billions of dollars and in a way they're trying to help save the planet but at the same time make it their own planet oh yeah they have their own yeah. little <laughs> motive so you play the character of liz when we first are introduced to you in the film, you're engaged uh, to be married. Now, when you first read through your character, what were your impressions of Liz? You know, Liz, she's not an airhead, but she's definitely a vapid pseudo-socialite, social climber, mm -hmm. want to be infamous media trendsetter. That's pretty much who she is in a nutshell. They're... She has moments where she dives a little bit deeper, but there really isn't that much once you look beneath the surface when it comes to Liz. She, you know, has her eyes on the prize. She has one main singular focus, and that is success, fame, infamy. Status. You know, that, yes. that's what's the most important <laughs> thing to her is money and status. When you're build yes. when you were building her backstory. What helped you become Liz? What kind of backstory did you put for her? You know, for Liz, it was just sort of one of those things where I worked on it quite a bit with Asher and we decided that she obviously did not have close relationship to her parents because if she had a good relationship with her parents, they probably would have made sure she had a more solid head on her shoulders. Probably. Um, and she really just will do anything and everything she can to succeed and get that status and become infamous. And she thinks she's working hard at it, but the only thing that she's working hard at is taking everyone else around her down. Exactly. So she's a lot more diabolical and conniving and manipulative. And you sort of see that in the relationship between her and Jack's character and Kara's character when they're arguing about signing the papers and moving forward. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to kind of play with that. And, you know, that leads me to another question that I had a little bit later on, but I'm going to ask you it now. In a lot of the horror movies, which you made such a successful career out of, it seems like you love playing the villain in the horror movies. I do. do you? I, I, you know, <laughs> I think because it's so different from who I am in real life and at home. I mean, I like to think I'm not some evil master villain character no. but um you know i think it's just it's fun to play these characters and really get into it and change yourself like with a lot of the roles that i do i sort of change my personality not off screen i don't go totally method um but you know i change you know and tap into different aspects of my personality i change my hair color i put in contacts for my eyes i get a spray tan i don't get a spray tan um you know for this movie i actually went back to having red hair i'd had um black hair up until filming for this started so yeah. it was fun to kind of get that change again and switch things up and just be someone totally different from myself i mean that's sort of why i love what i do i get to play these other people and dress up and play pretend and live in a world of make-believe it's fun what could be funner than that now in the movie right. you and your fiance are asked to participate in a game that's called blood trail now um the only person in your group of friends that sort of sees this as suspicious is Flynn. Um, mm -hmm. what, what do you think is it about Liz that just makes her 
disregard any fishiness to this whole thing and put herself and her fiance in danger, her friends in danger, just to go after the prize? Well, I think she just does not have any respect or care for Flynn as it is. I mean, Flynn is a gamer. And as far as Liz is concerned, she doesn't understand that world. She doesn't care about video games. She thinks it's childish and she wants Flynn to grow up. Um, And she thinks that growing up means getting fame and fortune and status and sort of elevating yourself and having everything that, you know, looks good on paper. It doesn't matter what's happening behind the scenes. She just, she wants a Kardashian-esque lifestyle, Mm. so to speak. And she just wants the cameras always to be on and to live that Hollywood fairy tale. And so, Anything that Flynn says or suggests or brings up, Liz doesn't want to hear it. She just exactly. anything Flynn says is beneath her. And what Flynn, I think she's more attracted to his followers, which he has like five million of, right. than yeah. Flynn himself. And of course, Flynn bends over backwards to whatever Liz's request is. Of course. Well, yeah, because Liz and Flynn have almost the same amount of followers, but Liz has a little bit more, whereas Jack had something, I can't remember how many they gave him in the movie, but I think it was something like close to 20 million. Yeah, some crazy number. (laughs) Yeah. Now, what would a vampire story be without the vampire hunter? Uh, (laughs) Thomas Jane, who plays, uh, his name is Elliot Jones, uh, not only is he the vampire hunter, he narrates the story, which is a nice little touch on the film. Um, it also adds to the comedic element. What did you think of this story being told through narration and those images, those random images that were it was given really throughout? really fun and different. Yeah. And I thought that it really worked well with the social media element because if you're watching, I guess, you know, YouTube, TikTok, and I don't know if people still use Snapchat in real life. I'm not good at the social media platforms. Um, But I feel like a lot of those videos sort of with the reels and whatever, they kind of intercut and they're flashy and they're exciting. And so it kind of worked with this storytelling where you have the one person that's flowing through and letting you know what's happening, what's taking place and kind of queuing you in and queuing up the next scene. It, yep. it was different and it was fun and creative. I liked it. I liked it a lot too. Now, yeah, I really liked what Asher did there. It was cool. Now, Malin Ackerman plays Beverly Rector. Um, yes. Beverly is someone that Liz just adores. Want, I think Liz wants to be Beverly. What, of course. What do you think I mean, about that? Beverly is like the face of rector media she Mm -hmm. is and their whole enterprise she is the epitome of perfection as far as liz is concerned that's who she wants to be she's married to a wealthy man she can do anything and everything people will do anything for her at the drop of a hat like that's that's her ultimate goal in life to be beverly and you know ultimately that's kind of what happens yeah it is (laughs) not quite the way she expected it to (laughs) (laughs) now your fiance flynn uh is through a plot twist in the story we find out that you guys were not just randomly selected right his character plays a a pivotal role to a sort of a plot twist now you know 
how easily Liz, you know, for lack of a better term, turns on Flynn. What does that tell us about, even more about her character? Does it just... Oh, I mean, Liz would probably even take her future husband for everything he's got. I'm willing to bet that if the Steven Rector character was going to leave Beverly, like, Liz would have been like, okay, like, (laughs) she... She does not care about or look out for anyone but herself. Like, she, she really does not have any redeeming qualities. She no. was a lot of fun to play, but she is not a good person. <laughs> now, there's a great <laughs> showdown towards the climax of the, of the film between you and Flynn. Uh, yeah, that was so much fun. Tell us film. what it was like yeah. to shoot that sequence. It was, God, it was a lot of fun. It was super action-packed. Um we, we didn't have stunt doubles for that because there's a whole fight between the Elliot character, Thomas Jane, and then me and Kara Flynn. Yeah. Um, and it was just, we had to shoot it in pieces, but at the same time, it, it actually went really fast and it really flowed. It was kind of like this crazy dance that we'd all worked out in rehearsal and just kept going through the beats and the moves. And there was, there was one time that I made a mistake. It was sort of a... Um, it was not an intentional mistake, but it was in the middle of filming and we run through it all. But um, without giving anything away, something comes flying at my face, but I reached up a moment too soon to grab it. And I gra- it went straight into my hand. And oh so my God. it was a rose moment. It goes into my hand and we're sitting there and she and I just made eye contact. And I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And then one thing that's also crazy, too, that people don't realize, and actually Kara and I didn't realize when we were filming, um, those syringes that were filled with, like, garlic and Mm -hmm. things, they actually were filled with garlic water (laughs) and things because one time it broke on us in the middle of one of the takes and we were like... Oh, oh, my God. oh no, what is that smell? And we just, I mean, for the next few days, our wardrobe, everything just reeked. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, it was gross, but it was fun. <laughs> so, uh, Kay Asher Levin directed this film. Yeah. Well, what'd you think about how Asher likes to work with his actors? I mean, he was great. He also co-wrote the film. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun because even when we were filming, there was sort of this new life and energy that was brought into the production where he really wanted to sit down with the actors and make sure they were comfortable with the dialogue, that, you know, the words felt natural and that it was all sort of fluid. So there were moments that we were allowed to sort of improvise and throw out random lines here and there and play with the actual dialogue to just breathe a little more life into it and make it a little bit more our own. I mean, I would say it was about 90% what was written on the page, but Uh it was fun to have the option to have some freedom and play with these characters and make them our own in a sense and not just what was there on the page. So it was, it was good. And he was also just so great because you know, especially when you're working on an indie film, you don't have a lot of time. You have like a two week, two and a half week window to get the whole movie done and everything in the can. So sometimes you don't really get more than a couple Mm -hmm. takes of your coverage to get a whole scene. And it was really great that he wanted to make sure that not just he felt like he got what he wanted on the camera, but that like we as actors really achieved what it was that we were hoping to get in every scene. So that was really nice. Were there any moments where you were debating, you know, 
when you were bringing Liz to life to sort of give her some depth? Or did you think that would take away from the shallowness of what's supposed to be Liz? We, we toyed with that. We did. Um, but it didn't. Ultimately, it was sort of one of those things that you don't. It doesn't work if you feel bad for yeah, Liz. Liz, no. Liz is not a great person. And, you know, if we'd given her more depth, then there really wouldn't be any way to understand why she does everything that she does. I mean, the reason she does it is because that's all, that's all she wants in life. She exactly. wants to get ahead. She wants to succeed. And there really, there isn't anything else to it other than that social media and fame and infamy and success that that's all there is that is the end all be all for mm-hmm. her and unfortunately there probably are people like that there who are. exist in the world so. i can vouch to that now in the whole genre of horror that you've done quite a few movies in as a fan of horror do you have any particular subgenre? Like, is it horror comedy, psychological, um, paranormal? What do you enjoy watching? I, I honestly love all of them. And I know that sounds so weird to say, but I pretty much consume some form of horror all day, every day, whether I'm reading a book or whether I'm watching true crime or, you know, it just, it really depends. I love a lot of foreign horror um particularly spanish um but yeah i I, it really depends on my mood i know that sounds weird to say but i just i watch a lot of everything and i try to make sure that i'm seeing everything that's out there and that's also why you know how and why i got so involved with screen fest because i get the opportunity to see so many fascinating cool and unique films that i otherwise might not be able to see exactly and it's, it's pretty amazing yeah before we go i want to give a shout out to another movie that came out this year that you were in and that is titanic 666 it's available <laughs> on tubi that was fun. and that scene where you emerge from inside of another man that was wow it was really that was a lot that was the last movie i filmed i think i was about six months pregnant during that. And it was the last movie I did before I was put onto bed rest and I couldn't move anymore. (laughs) And it was so intense and so much fun. (laughs) Have you done any movies uh, this year or you're still? I have. Yes, I I was actually back on set eight weeks postpartum, which is crazy to think of because I had, you know, I was scary. I had to have an emergency C-section. So then to be like, oh my gosh, I was on my feet already making another movie, but I couldn't say no because I got to work with Tony Todd, who, Ooh. I mean, come on, how yeah, many Candy times are you gonna have that opportunity? He's amazing, he's yeah. a legend. So Candyman. I couldn't say no to that. And it was it was really cool and I'm excited. It's called Werewolf Game and it's kind of based on that party game that people play. Awesome, I can't wait to see it. Lydia, I wanna thank you so much for coming on here. Again, guys, the movie is called Slayers. It's coming out in select theaters and video on demand October 21st. That is this Friday. Check it out. It's a horror comedy, vampires with a twist, uh, and told in a really nice, unique, different way. It definitely gives it a fresh perspective. Lydia, thank you again. Do you have any final thoughts you you want to share before we go? I mean, I don't know. I feel like we covered a little bit of anything and yeah. everything. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to come back on if you ever think of anything oh, else. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I want to thank, thank our audience so who's tuning in live and those of you who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Lydia Hurst and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Good night, everybody.